Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Waiting Room, the show that challenges you to thrive, not just survive in every area of your life. This is your host, Rue, and in this podcast, we'll be talking about the realities of waiting in every season of life. How we wait is more important than the wait itself, so waiting well is what matters. In this episode, I'll be talking about who or what is influencing you the most. episode I talked about where our identity comes from, who defines us, and where we get our worth. This episode I'm going to be talking about our influences because that also plays a big part on where we get our identity from. It has been said that the eyes and the ears are windows to the soul. We become what we are exposed to. A lot of times compromise in your mind will also lead to compromise in your behavior. And how we get those ideas in our minds is through different sources of influence. So I came across this statistic, which I found interesting. It said the average American adult spends over 11 hours per day listening to, watching, reading, or generally interacting with media. That is a lot of time, people. 11 hours per day. So considering that you are asleep for about six to eight hours and then working. So we're obviously interacting with media while we're working, doing other things. Where are these 11 hours coming from? That's just a lot. And I know this is average. So some obviously spend more and some spend less. And I'd like to think that I'm um, way below that 11 hours per day. So I know there are a lot of avenues or channels in our lives where we allow ourselves to be influenced with their movies. What kind of movies do you watch on a regular basis? Um, There's music. Music has a significant impact on our minds as well. The books we're reading, uh, video games, if you're into video games, magazines, whether they're print or online magazines, social media. So I'll say social media is the biggest one, especially the time that we're living in. I'll say social media has the largest influence on us, especially if you are exposed to it uh, often. And it affects your everyday choices, where you shop, where you travel to, because we are going by what our peers are doing. We're comparing ourselves to other people. And without even realizing it subconsciously, we feel the need to almost compete with other people because of what we see on social media. So those are just a few. There are a lot more sources of influence. I'm sure you could name a few more. So the problem is the type of media we're exposed to. So popular media, which is probably 70 or 80% of the media out there, presents a distorted view on truth, on goodness, beauty, masculinity, femininity, relationship, 
romance, sexuality, and the list can go on. So vices are portrayed as virtues. They make it seem like it's cool to lie or it's cool to be promiscuous or it's fun to be addicted to substances and the infamous cliche, everybody's doing it. So if you're constantly ingesting those ideas, it's easy to start to pattern your life after those ideas. We can't be mentally ingesting filthy a filthy diet and think that it won't affect us so just like you can't eat garbage you can't eat fast food all day every day and not have it take a toll on your body body you cannot constantly consume filthy media whether it's music you're listening to books you're reading and not have it affect your inner being affect how you think how you behave it's important to know what you believe in first and uh, to be grounded in your beliefs and know what you agree with and what you disagree with as far as your intake of media so media use doesn't have to be a bad thing um, but it has its place and when we misuse it or put the wrong value on it, that's when it can have a negative effect on our lives. Media shouldn't control your time. You know, we have responsibilities, we're working, you're running errands, you have things to do and if media is taking over that time, then you're neglecting important things and you're getting behind on your daily activities. That is not a good thing. Uh, media shouldn't affect your mood. So there's so much news, a lot of negative media. I would say there's probably more negative media than there is positive media. I know personally, I don't really watch or listen to a lot of news uh, because I know that it can affect my mood. If you constantly are reading about the negativity in the world and this person did this to the other person and it's just it sometimes is a bit too much. Media shouldn't affect your mood. If it is, then it probably needs to go. Media should not be a source of temptation. Like I said, there's a lot of nonsense out there. And if you find yourself compromising morally or, you know, just struggling with uh, media, then it should go. Media should not be a source of validation either. There's so many people out there looking for attention, seeking validation, um, because their personal relationships are lacking that and they just want approval from anybody. They don't care who it is. It could be a stranger halfway across the world. So media should not be a place where you should get your worth and where you need to be told by some stranger how awesome, wonderful, spectacular you are. Media shouldn't get in the way of you building real life relationships with people it, you know it's easy to build a false connection with somebody you're not talking to directly you're just communicating via text um you know you create this image in your head of what kind of person that is when in reality they might be different and you end up not connecting genuinely with the actual people in your lives so media should not replace your real relationships and so if you find yourself like um in a place where you 
are noticing that media has sort of taken over your life or it does affect your mood or, you know, it's a source of temptation and you're kind of using it incorrectly. There are practical ways to reduce media exposure. You know, for example, you could set a timer on your phone. My phone, and I know plenty of other phones have um, like a well-being app or just like an app where you can time your media usage. So you can actually set a timer to remind you to get off that specific app or to tell you how long you've been on that app and remind you or suggest that you close the app for a little while. Um, I'd also say dedicate time each day or each week to a green free hobby. So not everything has to be on a computer or on a screen or on your phone. Uh, go out for a run, start a crafting hobby, gardening, anything. And there's so many options out there, just something that you can separate yourself from your screen, separate yourself from outside influences, media, music, news, constantly telling you what to think and what to believe. Also, another big one would be not bring your phone to the dinner table. Use that time to interact with the people in your life. And if you are single, then use that time to just think. You know, let your mind think for itself and process the day, reflect uh, if you have most of your meals alone and you don't have to be on your phone all the time. Another suggestion would be leave your phone outside of the bedroom. So at night, just leave it on the charger in the other room, the living room, the kitchen where it's not in your bedroom. And this is also going to affect your sleep as well, because the more exposure you have to blue light, the harder it is for you to fall asleep. And if you are on your phone in bed, you are not allowing your body to release the melatonin it needs to fall asleep and then you have a hard time falling asleep then that results in a hard time waking up and you have this unhealthy sleep cycle poor sleep hygiene so just keep the phone out of the bedroom or you can even give yourself a curfew and say i'm not going to touch my phone after this hour or before this hour if none of that is helping deleting some apps like honestly like if you look at the grand scheme of things we really don't need all this exposure to media we don't need to be constantly stimulated so deleting the account altogether will probably be a good uh, step i know it's easier said than done and for some of you listeners you pretty much live on social media, but that should be kind of like a gauge. Like if you cannot part with it, that should be concerning to you. I think um, it would be to me. I've done that. I've deleted some apps in the past. I used to have a couple social media sites and I got rid of those and I haven't had them in years. I recently had to create a new social media account for this podcast, you know, trying to learn the platform and everything, but I'm finding myself spending more time on it than I would like to. But, um, you know, I just have to find that balance of, you know, using it. And everybody's different. Some of you do need to use social media for what you do, um, whether it's for work or just a hobby. Everything has its place. Just kind of find that balance where it's not taking over your life and taking over your mind. 
I have learned that the more worldly influence I'm getting equals the less godly influence. So not all influence is bad. Most of the information you'll see on social media is towards the negative, but not all of it is. There are a lot of good influences out there, positive media, encouraging. I think they just kind of get lost in the sauce and get drowned out by the bad ones. Uh, there's an author, Nancy DeMoss Welgamuth. She wrote a book, Lies Women Believe, and she outlines the sequence of events that take place when you're being influenced. So in this case, as far as media and what we are reading or listening to, she says listening leads to contemplating, contemplating leads to accepting, accepting leads to acting. So if you look at whatever your media intake is and how it affects your behavior, you know, you listen to certain songs or you'll listen, you watch certain movies and you're constantly hearing those messages and then they sort of become your thought pattern and that becomes your new normal. And then eventually that's how you'll start behaving. Now, most of the time this is in the negative, but this can also be for the positive as well. It all comes down to what's coming in, into your mind and into your soul. There's a scripture in the book of Galatians that has always stood out to me. It says, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. So that's a reminder to all of us that who you allow to influence you can ultimately affect your destinies. You're either being persuaded by the one who created you or you're being persuaded by somebody else. If you allow that influence to take root in your mind, then those thoughts, remember, will become actions. Those actions are ultimately going to be your destiny. Personally, I've noticed how certain media affects me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So I have made the very deliberate decision to limit my exposure to most mainstream media. And a lot of it is just because of what it portrays, what is shown, it contradicts what I believe in and the life I want to live. So I'm not saying that it's easy uh, to shut most things out, but it does take effort. And it is certainly worth it. It'll give you peace of mind and you don't realize how much time we waste on social media until you actually stop using it. And you're like, oh, how was I getting things done? And you can learn a new instrument or you can start a new hobby in place of that media and actually grow, challenge yourself to grow. So I want to challenge you to take a look at your life and see who or what is influencing you the most. Is it a positive influence or negative? And if it's negative, I encourage you to do something about it. So don't just recognize that, oh, I have this problem with this certain type of exposure to media and then leave things the way they are. So I encourage you to take whatever steps you need to take in order to correct that. And then if it is positive influence, you're on the right course. You know, I definitely encourage you to share with others what you have learned and uh, what tools you use for positive media influence. So this week, I would like to recommend a couple of books. So one for the ladies and one for the gents. So 
Lies Men Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free by Robert Wagamuth and Lies Women Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free by Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth. I'll put the links in the description. Once again, these are not sponsors, but I definitely encourage you to read these books. I've read The Lies Women Believe and it helped me a lot. There are a lot of lies or things that we tell ourselves, misconceptions or deceptions that we end up believing and living. So it just exposes that and brings the truth. This kind of brings clarity on a lot of different life issues. So I definitely encourage you to read whichever one would be applicable to you. And that is it for today, folks. I would like to thank you for joining me here in the waiting room. Look out for my next episode. And in the meantime, please share this podcast with a friend. I'd love to hear your feedback. So you can email me at thewaitingroom at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at thewaitingroom and leave a comment there. Until then, take care.